0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your illustrious host, Scott the Hard Nipples, Alexander.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, that's me and you know it. And
0: right across from me is the one and the only, Tammy. (laughs) Tammy. The Sandy Boulevard Hooker <laughs> Underwood <laughs> Say do you need some company tonight, sailors? I fucking
1: hate you. There's a group
0: discount.
1: It's not fleet week. Leave me alone. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right, so we got
0: part two of Albert Albert the Fishy Fish.
1: (laughs) Albert Fish. And we are tired.
0: I am exhausted. Like, after this one, like, for real, I am going to get buck naked. And I'm going to cover myself in butter.
1: And me and Maritz are going to go clubbing?
0: (laughs) I went clubbing once. However, the guys in North Portland didn't like that. (laughs) Apparently, that's called assault.
1: You're a (laughs) dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. So <laughs> okay, so anyways... I,
0: I Well, I gotta tell everybody what just happened. So uh, what did she do? What I, she do? I, I have my first ex-wife in town, and it's, it's Maritza. And for those of you that don't know, her and I are still the best of friends. Yes. We are just fantastic. She's absolutely wonderful. And when I made that joke, she came over here to choke me. <laughs>
1: did you... Good for you. It it, it actually goes back
0: to a joke from my dad. Because my dad, and I can still do his voice, you can ask Maritza, you go, "Damn it. Damn it, Maritza. Come over here so I can choke you.
1: (laughs) Did she say that to you? Oh, the
0: nerve. Or this. Well, you know. Now, are you paying attention? (laughs) There'll be a test at the end of this. Good times. All right, so let's get into Albert the fishy okay. fish.
1: Anyway, so I, we ended off where he, you know, has was arrested and tried, for, or arrested for um, the Grace Bud murder. Yes, right? yes, yes. So after Albert was arrested for the disappearance and murder of Grace Bud, he confessed being responsible for a multitude of other crimes. With his confessions, the authorities were able to link him to the disappearance and death of two other children.
0: See, I, I confessed to some crimes. Of beings this sexy without a license? No. Hello, anybody? Bueller? <laughs> no,
1: dude, silence. You hear the silence?
0: Bueller. <laughs> Bueller.
1: <laughs> I only say that because you said that to me that one time. And my son thinks that's the funniest thing you've ever said. Because it is you, one I, of the funniest you things you I've hear ever that said. silence. Do you hear that? Yeah, silence. <laughs> so the first was nine-year-old Francis McDonald. Now, Francis left his house on July 14, 1924 to play catch with some of his friends in Port Richmond, Staten Island.
0: Did he become a catcher?
1: In the rye?
0: <laughs> no, instead of a, instead of a, a Receiver. pitcher, instead of a pitcher.
1: <laughs> so stupid. So, when he didn't come back home that evening, his parents reported him missing. The authorities organized a search party, and a short time later, his body was discovered. It had been hung in a tree in a densely wooded area close to his house. According to the autopsy report, the killer sexually assaulted him before strangling him to death with his own suspenders. However, that's not the only thing the autopsy revealed. The medical examiner discovered that young Francis had also been tortured there were several deep lacerations along his stomach and his legs in fact the hamstring on his left leg had almost had been almost completely stripped of its flesh
0: jesus christ
1: at first albert denied being responsible for francis's death however he later confessed that he had fully intended to castrate the boy but before he could get started he heard someone approaching the clearing where he was at and rather than stick around he ran off before he would be discovered Jesus, yeah. fuck, man. And at the time when Francis's body was found, the authorities questioned the boy's friends, parents, and their neighbors. The friends described the person who took Francis as, quote, an elderly man with a gray mustache. One of the McDonald's neighbors said he had seen Francis walking down, quote, a grassy path into a nearby woods, and his description was of the suspect was similar to what the friend had given. Then Anna McDonald, Francis's mother, told reporters that she had seen a man fitting that same description earlier that day that her son was murdered. She said he came shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself and making queer motions with his hands. I saw his thick gray hair and his drooping gray mustache. Everything about him seemed faded and gray. Now, I need to point out when she meant queer, she meant odd.
0: Yes, I figured. Okay.
1: I know, but some people would be like, "Why would she say that?"
0: Not, not kind of queer like the like the gay guy who no, lives in my head.
1: Not funny as in ha ha.
0: <laughs> I thought he they meant like you know little fruity like my gay persona that lives oh, in my head. Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Burke.
1: Yeah. No, I, I keep thinking of Sling Blade. He no. says he's funny, but not funny as in ha ha. <laughs> funny as in queer. <laughs> Um, oh, my God. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. Oh, my God. It is so good. Hmm. These cute, and you'll never guess it, It's Billy Bob doing that role. So these cumulative descriptions earned Albert the moniker, the gray man. Now, despite the descriptions given to the authorities, Francis's murder remained unsolved for over a decade. Various eyewitnesses, including Hans Kiel, the father of the little girl Albert attempted to lure away from her family's farm, pointed at Albert as the gray stranger they had been they had seen wandering around Port Richmond on the day Francis disappeared. With positive identifications, Thomas Walsh, the district attorney for Richmond County, stated that he would be seeking an indictment against Albert for Francis's murder. However, at that point, the odd man still denied having done any anything to do with the crime. It wasn't until March of 1932, after Albert was convicted for the murder of Grace... And he had confessed to killing another boy who I will be discussing here in just a moment that he admitted to raping and murdering Francis. When information about his confession hit the press, the New York Daily Mirror reported that Albert Fish, quote, Albert Fish was the most vicious child slayer in criminal history. Now, then on October. I'm I'm sorry. On February 11th, 1927, four-year-old... This is going to get a little confusing. Four-year-old Billy Gaffney was playing in the hallway of his family's Brooklyn apartment building with his friend, three-year-old Billy Beaton and Beaton's 12-year-old brother. A short time after the older boy went back to their apartment, the younger boy seemed to vanish from the hallway. Billy Beaton was later discovered on the roof of the complex. Now, the authorities asked Billy Beaton what happened to his friend Billy Gaffney, and the only thing the toddler could say was, the boogeyman took him. Little Billy Gaffney's remains have never been recovered. At first, the prime suspect in the disappearance of Billy Gaffney was another serial killer named Peter Kudz. Kudzinowski, which we will talk about another time. I already wrote him up.
0: How are we even going to talk about him when you can't pronounce his name? I don't you think I can what? pronounce you just his don't name. don't
1: even know. It's Kudzinowski. It's almost as bad as when we do the, the people from Russia. I, well, yeah. His family's originally from Poland. Well,
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> 15 consonants, yeah. no vowels. That's the last exactly. name. No, that Pretty isn't. Much. That's the sound that you make well, when you're I in was,
1: pain. I was looking at census records from 1900, 1910, 1920, and 1930, and all... Te- all those different decades, his last name is spelled differently. <laughs> I'm not
0: lying. Yeah, because they can't even spell it themselves. Yeah. What's your name? How do you how spell, do you spell it? your name? I don't know. Well, let's see. It's spelled in Cyrillic. So it's xy <laughs> star 7 one Right, with that five. A and E
1: mixed together. It's an A, E
0: mixed together, <laughs> an upside down A, but not really and an A.
1: Backwards S, B, whatever. Yeah.
0: My name is Sasabunda Donadowski.
1: Like Elon Musk's child's name. Nobody knows how to pronounce that that either <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's all those
0: symbols <laughs> exactly it's just freaking retarded look people from around the world Would you you're...
1: know that that kid's gonna need therapy later <laughs> i need my therapy. parents didn't even love me enough to name me they gave me a symbol
0: i need therapy <laughs> just trying to pronounce half the damn names that we do <laughs> out of that, that that are out of russia or romania right? and anything that with a cyrillic al- alphabet
1: yeah pretty much so, however, a Brooklyn trolley motorman named Joseph Meehan happened to see a photo of Albert Fish in the local newspaper and pointed him out as the man he encountered on that day in February 1927.
0: Well, it makes sense because he was gray and everything. Yeah. They didn't have color back That's then. That's true.
1: That's true. Color
0: didn't come out till way later. <laughs> in now the newspapers, in technicolor. no. Technicolor. color.
1: Yeah. <laughs> live Technicolor. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So according to Meehan, Albert was riding on the trolley with a distraught little boy sitting next to him. It was late winter in New York and the temperatures were low, but Meehan remembered that the boy wasn't wearing a coat and he kept crying out for his mother. The older man tried to get the boy to be quiet. However, when that didn't work, he just dragged the boy off the streetcar. Billy Beaton gave the authority a description of, quote, the boogeyman he saw and his description matched albertson's Albert's appearance during that time and Meehan also provided a description of the crying child which resembled Billy Gaffney. After Albert confessed (laughs) to being the boogeyman who took Billy Gaffney, detectives working with the Manhattan Missing Persons Bureau were able to place him in the area at the time of the abduction. In February of 1927, Albert was working for a Brooklyn real estate agency as a house painter. And on the day Billy Gaffney disappeared, he was painting a building just a couple miles away from the apartment complex where Billy lived.
0: That makes me wonder if maybe one of those buildings, you know, kind of bent backwards. Paint me like those French buildings, Albert.
1: <laughs> God, you're so stupid. <laughs>
0: You like that one, though? I
1: did. That one was kind of funny. (laughs) So, Albert also... If I don't make jokes
0: because we're dealing with kids, and I know that I I yell a lot whenever we deal with the ones with kids, I'm trying to actually have one episode where we deal with children where I don't drop F-bombs every three seconds. Or you
1: don't make sick jokes.
0: And I I don't scream. Right, And I don't go on a tangent because we all know that this Albert Fish guy, dude, I, I know he's dead. And I, yeah. he, he, he's a total piece of garbage.
1: Right. Well, and that's just it is after after all this came out, he wrote a, a, and sent a following letter to his attorney. Yeah, he goes, I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took a trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade short handle, cut one of my belts in half, Slit these half in six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank the blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones and I cut him up. I had a grip, which is also known as a grip sack or traveler's bag. And he goes, I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his belly, just below his belly button. Then through his legs about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in the sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them in the pools of slimy water you'll see all along the road going to North Beach. Water is about three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked best. His, and this is, I mean, he goes, I'll, I'm not even going to read the rest of it because it grossed me out. But he basically went through and how this kid tasted, okay? And after Albert was incarcerated at Sing Sing Prison, Elizabeth Gaffney, Billy's mother, actually went with Detective King and two others to visit the killer. She had a question about her son's death and she was hoping Albert would answer them. However, he refused to see her. Instead, he broke down sobbing and demanded to be left alone.
0: He's a freaking coward. That's why. Yeah.
1: Well, and she remained there for two hours. The entire time, she would ask James Dempsey, Albert's attorney, to relay questions back and forth to the man who who claimed to have murdered her son. However, that still didn't work. She didn't get the answer she was looking for. But when she left, she told reporters, I don't think he's the one that killed my son. She thinks that he was just glorifying it for attention. Hmm. So... The grease murder trial began on March 11, 1935, in White Plains, New York Courthouse. The presiding judge was Frederick Close, and the lead prosecutor was Albert F. Gallagher, the chief assistant district attorney, district attorney for Westchester County. Now, James Dempsey was the defense counsel, and he was a former mayor of Peaksville, as well as a former prosecutor. So during the 10-day trial, Albert pled insanity defense. He said that he killed Grace Bud because he heard the voice of God ordering him to do so. And several expert psychiatrists took the stand in order to testify that Scott, ha- I mean, Scott. <laughs> what <When> not I do? <laughs> no, Albert had, I don't uh, know why on, I would said that. <laughs> I've never mutilated children. No, I don't even know why I said Scott there. I think I was just thinking about you s- and your fetishes and I was like, preemptive. No, kids are not my fetish. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty
0: freaky. I'll do just about anything you fecal matter is a no, big no, but I'm not <laughs> yeah.
1: molesting or f- fondling
0: yeah. or cutting up
1: kids. No, I don't even know why I said Scott right there, honestly. <laughs> you know what? I'm
0: done. And that's the show.
1: Nah, you know you're not now
0: done. Is, now it's my turn to say it. And <laughs> okay. we're done.
1: And we're done. <laughs> so,
0: Actually, I think that's the first time out of 320 that. episodes that <laughs> I've gotten to say that. And yep. we're done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so anyways did in order to testify about the numerous sexual fetishes that Albert had, including, well, of course, the cannibalism and the coprophagia and the urophilia. But then there was flagellation, which is not farting, also known as whipping or flogging, normally used as a punishment on unwilling victims. However, some submit to it willingly or inflict it upon themselves for sexual pleasure. Then there he had necrophilia, which we all know what that is. And peckerism, which is a form of sexual sadism, sadism, why are you looking at me, in which an individual <laughs> is stop, sexually stimulated by using sharp objects <laughs> to penetrate another person's skin. Yes. What the hell are you doing over there?
0: <laughs> continue on. Continue on.
1: You're grossing me out. Anyways. Ew. I <laughs> thought <Then> you were going <laughs> to... Common penetration tools include razors, pins and knives. Common target areas include the groin, buttocks and breasts.
0: Oh, tell now, me more.
1: Then of course you had pedophilia which is, you know, the liking any child under the age of 13. Right. Sadomasochism when someone gives sadism which they re- when they give which is sadism or receive sexual pleasure from pain and or humiliation that's ma- masochism. It's also referred to BDA- BDSM if all parties are mutually, mutually consent to the acts being received and are inflicted. Then, of course, exhibitionism, which he enjoyed undressing in front of people. He enjoyed voyeurism. He also enjoyed hemat- hematolognia, which is also referred to as the vampire subculture or vampire lifestyle, and that's a fetish that involves a person being sexually aroused when they see blood on their sexual partner's nude body. Commonly also involves the fetish the fetish is biting or removing blood with bloodletting from their partner's veins in order to drink or lick it from their partner's skin. Then he it's also kind of hot. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> then he also enjoyed infibulation, which is the process of female genital mutilation, also um, known as uh, female castration, that's practiced a lot in the Middle East and Africa, and if it was on a male, it, male infibulation is done by inserting a clasp through the foreskin of a boy's, pe- boys or man's penis with, ah, like, a rod. I'm oh, like a Prince Albert, kind of.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Ah, well, ah.
1: I know. Isn't that sad?
0: Well, my nipples aren't hard anymore.
1: <laughs> Not no more, huh?
0: No mo no mo.
1: So when James Dempsey summarized Albert Fish to the jury as a quote psychiatric phenomenon, he claimed that there had been no other record legally or medically of anyone else having so many sexual abnormalities. Dempsey called Frederick Wortham to the stand as an expert witness testifying for the defense. Now Wertham was a ps- psychiatrist used by criminal courts in New York to conduct their psychiatric evaluations on defendants before trial. Although he had a general psychiatric degree, his educational emphasis was on childhood development. He was on the stand for two days providing his expert test, expert test opinion on uh, Albert's life. During that time, he said that Albert was obsessed with religion and more specifically the story of Abraham and Isaac. And that Albert believed that he could atone for his sins by sacrificing young children. You ever
0: notice that a lot of our stories kind of... Feedback back into the christian bible
1: yeah well and i think there's a lot to do with that and you and i have talked about it for because christianity gives you a get out of jail free card
0: uh, that's exactly it yeah, yeah. i'm just yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it seems like christians no. are pretty messed up
1: yeah but um no because so he goes on to see that and he also thought that even though Albert intended to sacrifice Edward Bud, however, the boy was larger than he had anticipated when he saw him. So, so he large. settled on grace. And he also thinks that um, Albert was consciously aware that she was a female, but at some point his mind perceived her as a boy. So, you know. And after that, he tes- Wordham testified in great detail to Albert's cannibalistic practices, more suspicious. Specifically, how the defendant associated the consumption of his victim's flesh with the practice of communion.
0: Here's the thing, though. I I don't buy a, a valid insanity charge. And here's why. Right. He was fully aware aware of what he was doing. Yeah, it's not like. He wrote
1: those letters for crying out loud. Yeah, Yeah.
0: given the awareness, which that's that's one of the qualifiers, is was this person aware or not aware
1: that he was doing wrong? That he was doing
0: wrong and the consequences of doing this? Mm -hmm. And the answer with with Fish is 100% yes, he was 100% aware. Oh, yeah, totally. So he's not insane. No. Don't get me wrong, he's He's fucking crazy. crazy, But But he's he's... not
1: legally insane. Yeah. uh,
0: I, okay, let me take that back. I think he's insane. I just think that he's not diminished. Right.
1: You know, well, has a diminished there's capacity. There's a difference between insanity and legal insanity.
0: Right, right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he was fully aware of what he was doing, and he did it, you know. Yeah. I, I don't... Buy the bullshit of I heard a voice from God. Oh, I don't buy that. Any, like I don't that. buy
1: that either because you know a lot of them have said that over the years.
0: I heard the voice from God that said that uh, that I should really make sweet love to your mom. So I'm I following that it. one. I'm I following. didn't
1: hear it. So <laughs> well, bullshit. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, you know that your ears aren't open to God like I'm mine are.
1: I'm calling bullshit because you know I'd be more in tune than you are. <laughs> I uh,
0: I heard that voice when she was rubbing my butt at the show.
1: Hey Scott, stand up for a second.
0: No. Oh. Here we go. No, look. <laughs> Why do you even buy chapstick? You ain't got no lips.
1: I was like over there because my lips are sore. Uh,
0: no, they're not.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I have you lips.
0: don't. No, you have a face gash. I have lips. There's no lips on your face. I have you lips. You might have lips in another place. I don't want to know. But. You want to see? No, no. <laughs> because then I'm going to be traumatized because they're probably big ass meat <laughs> curtains or something.
1: No, bitch, I- Come over there and punch you in your nutsack. I can
0: fly with a look.
1: I will Rochambeau you South Park style.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't need those pads with wings. I've got them. Flop, 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 flop. I'm going to fly south for the winter.
1: <laughs> and we're done.
0: <laughs>
1: so, anyways, before Dempsey turned his witness over to the prosecution for cross examination, he had one more question. This question consisted of. 15,000 words in which the attorney gave a graphic details of his client's life. However, it boiled down to one thing. How did the doctor consider the defendant's mental condition based on the events of his life? Word didn't use nearly as many words in his answers when he said He's insane.
0: <laughs> During the cross-exam, <laughs> he's all yeah, fucked up.
1: Yeah. Albert F. Gallagher asked Wortham if he believed the defendant was aware of the difference between right and wrong. And this is what he said. He said that Albert did know the difference. However, his knowledge was based on his perverted opinions of sin, atonement, and religion. In other words, he had an insane knowledge of right and wrong. Nah, but still, he knew right bullshit. wrong. He knew right and wrong. Yeah. This, this dude's just a dickhead. Yeah, Exactly. So then the, attorney, the DA called up four wit expert witnesses to offer rebuttal against Wortham's uh, testimony. The first one was a guy by the name of Menas, Menas, or Menas Gregory, and he had been the manager of Bellevue Hospital when Albert Fish was being treated as a patient in the facility. According to Gregory, Albert may have been considered abnormal by most standards. However, he was legally sane. And when Dempsey cross-examined Gregory by asking if urophilia, pedophilia, and coprophilia would indicate if a patient was insane or sane, Gregory responded to the question by saying that a person with those specific perversions was not, quote, mentally sick. That they're common perversions that are, that are actually considered socially all right, but no different from millions of other people. Okay? Uh, okay. Okay. Which we, well, I, you and I, agree. I both know that that happened. I mean, people have those of you know because everybody's got
0: a weird.
1: Uh, even pink. the most
0: normal person right. in the world has some kind of weird little quirk sexually. Right. Right. You know, like you'll see somebody who you go, man, like, look at this dude. He goes to church and he's really mellow and mows his lawn. And what you don't know is like he goes home and he likes his wife to put her fist up his butt. Right. There's there's always something weird. Yeah. So while I don't agree with...
1: Right. Some of the stuff. <laughs> well, right. Just because we don't agree with it. But it I mean, they wouldn't know about it if it wasn't already if somebody else had that fetish, too. Well, and that's true.
0: Because, I mean, I'm sure that some people would look at my fetishes and sit there and go, oh, no, you're you're a sick, weird motherfucker.
1: Or they look at you and go, damn, you're tame as fuck.
0: That, that's true. Some people would look at me and go, oh, is that it?
1: that That's all. Wow. No. Wow. <laughs>
0: Dude, I call that lunch break on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I know, right? That's
0: nothing. It's like, oh, okay, you're a freak. Okay. Thank God I'm normal.
1: Now, Deidre might come out now because the second witness Gallagher called was a guy by the name of Perry Lichtenstein.
0: I know Perry very well. He yeah. was there with me at Auschwitz, too.
1: Yeah, he, well, he was a resident physician at the Tombs, which is the uh, reference for the municipal jail in Mount ha- At the Manhattan detention complex. Oh,
0: yes, he was. Now, many experiments (laughs) happened there, Ms. Dempsey. Yeah.
1: So, Lichtenstein didn't have any formal training in the field of psychiatry. So, Dempsey objected to him being called an expert witness. However, Judge Close overruled that objection, stating that he would leave it up to the jury to decide what weight to give his testimony. Now, the basis of Luke Lichtenstein's testimony was determine if Albert inflicting pain upon himself was an indication that he had a mental disorder, and the doctor said no, since he was punishing himself to get sexual gratification, not somebody else unwilling, you know?
0: Right, right, right. So,
1: it was like, and then he called two other, like, no names that um, basically said that uh, his perversions were a matter of taste and not indicative of psychosis.
0: And, and, uh, and I would agree. I would exactly. agree. Exactly. You exactly. Know, even the eating of the fecal matter, which is just that's gross as hell, you know, or consuming of urine,
1: right. things
0: like that. It's it's disgusting, well, right? I, to, to me, it's you know, if you're a listener and that's your thing, I don't want to know. That's that's just your I'm thing. Keep it to yourself. yourself. keep that. <laughs> literally, keep that shit to yourself. Um,
1: pun intended.
0: It's pun definitely intended. Yeah, but. <coughs> Like I said, that's it. Doesn't mean that you're insane, right? It's just to me personally,
1: you just have, yeah, you're gross. Yeah, you just have different tastes,
0: yeah. <laughs> or taste Literally. different, or taste different. There uh, you go, that too. However, you want to perceive so, it. Yes, yeah, so hot sauce. <laughs>
1: Shut up. The I defense said, Is that why you have so much hot sauce in your house? I
0: always wonder if the people who are into that sit there and tell their partner, Remember, don't eat any chili or, uh, you know, I know, right? Anything spicy.
1: Nah. No, so the defense had one last ditch effort to convince the jury that Albert was in fact insane. They called up Mary Catherine Nicholas, one of his seventeen year old stepdaughter. She told the jury that her stepfather had taught her and her siblings to play several games that in that were masochistic in nature with overtones of child molestation. Now, after both sides presented their closing arguments, the jury rendered their verdict. Albert Fish was sane and guilty.
0: Uh Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah,
1: well, wait. One of the jurors later explained their verdict. He said that nobody in the jury doubted for a minute that Albert was insane. However, they ultimately felt that that shouldn't prevent him from receiving the death penalty. They wanted him to be executed for his crimes. Yeah,
0: Because he knew exactly what he was doing.
1: Exactly. So Judge Close agreed with the recommendation of the jury, and he sentenced Albert to die by electrocution. Now, Albert Fish arrived at Sing Sing Prison in, ni- in March of 1935. Less than one year later, on January 15, 1936, his execution was carried out when he was strapped into the electric chair at the prison. According to reports, Albert was taken into the electrocution chamber at approximately 11.06 p.m. Three short minutes later, the medical practitioner witnessing the process pronounced him dead.
0: And yelled, fried fish, anyone? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: His remains were interred at the Sing Sing prison cemetery, which is now defunct. And his final words are reported to be literally, I don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) Like, really? You don't? (laughs) All that. So, his execution sparked several rumors during the time. One rumor said that he had to assist the electrocutioner when they placed the electrodes on his body because all the metal that was inside him. And one of the witnesses of the execution stated that it, quote, took Two jolts before Fish died. That sparked another rumor, pun intended, that the device short circuited on the first attempt. In fact, it said the malfunction was caused by more than the two dozen needles that he had self embedded in his pelvis and perineum, or the space between his scrotum and anus. That's what's called perineum, not taint. <laughs> the rumor was later determined to be just that a rumor. It's not
0: perineum, by the way. It's called perineum.
1: Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> So so
0: still a taint. I don't care what, <laughs> what you're you say. You 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 taint going to get me to change my mind. <laughs>
1: you taint. So during the press conference after the execution was carried out, James Dempsey told reporters that he had Albert Fish's final statement. According to Dempsey, his client had handwritten several pages of notes in the hours before he was put to death by the state of New York. The reporters tried to press the attorney to reveal what the confessed killer had to say, and he (laughs) flat out refused to tell them. He stated, I will never show it to anyone. It is the most filthy string of obscenities that I have ever read. Which... Coming off what he's already written to Grace's mother and about to his attorney about Gaffney, I can only imagine what it said.
0: Right, exactly. You know, exactly. he just wanted
1: more attention. Now, Albert Fish has only three known victims. The Francis McDonald, Billy Gaffney, and Grace But Have you noticed that those are all Irish people? Just asking.
0: Damn Irish people. Yeah. Come over here taking our jobs.
1: That being said, law enforcement officials suspect Albert was responsible for the death of five more children. Um, a five-year-old by the name of Emma Richardson in October of 1926. A 12-year-old girl by the name of Yeda Abramowitz on 1927. Abramowitz What? Abramowitz. A-B-R-A-M-O-W-I-T-Z. That's not a name. I think she's Jewish. You think? And her Shalom. first name's Yeda. <laughs> Shalom. Then Talks there's. Sabbat. In, on May 2nd, 1931, six-year-old Robin Jane Lou. then February 15th, 1932, 16-year-old Mary Ellen O'Connor, and December 15th, 1932, 17-year-old Benjamin Collings. But there's no proof of those other five.
0: I would think that he would have a lot more victims than that because this started oh, I when think he was he really too, young.
1: But I believe that he, like he said in the beginning, that he targeted people that wouldn't be missed.
0: Yeah, then and that's so the whole thing. That
1: those those names aren't coming forward,
0: and we didn't have ViCap then or, exactly, or anything like that. Exactly. Where exactly where we could put uh, missing children well, into and a, unfortunately, uh, a registry
1: in dark parts of our American history when you targeted people of ethnic background who were considered quote less than human, right? Then, um, or mongrels, then nobody cared. Yeah, no, no, that's it wasn't exactly reported, right there. Because I'm working on one now that's going to be several episodes long about the Atlanta child murders. Well, that, yeah.
0: That has to be all blacks.
1: Most of them, yeah, yeah, the majority of them are.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, no, I, we've talked about this almost every damn week. We it do. Is the, is the fact of that. Right. There are groups of people at certain times right. in, in history, whether it's those of, you know, uh, of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, prostitutes, right? Um, single women, yep. You know uh, that that are
1: homeless, homeless drug addicts, people yes.
0: that aren't affluent. That yes. when they go missing, the cops pretty well go, "Okay, Mary's missing." But you know what? Fuck her. Yeah, she was a hooker. She yeah. probably she She, she, di-
1: she knew the risk she was yeah. taking, or she, something. Yeah. that's why she
0: died. Her yeah. cause of death was being a hooker. Yeah, pretty you know, much. except
1: for Rochester, Rochester PD. PD. But see, that's reminiscent, too, of the time, even when you and I were growing up, if a girl got raped, it was like, well, what was she wearing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: she was asking for it. No. Well, she wasn't dressed like that. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't care if she has on just a bikini and she's walking down the middle of the street. She does not. You do not have the right to rape her.
0: And look, just because I was wearing my Daisy Dukes and a halter top doesn't mean that that guy should have grabbed me when I was just getting out of my truck, bending over to pick up, you know, something that I dropped on the ground. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. But he could have asked first. (laughs)
1: You know, or, yeah, and it's true. They say about prostitutes, it's like, oh, well, you deserve to get raped. You're out there doing this. No, they don't.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. They do not
1: deserve to be victimized. Yeah, I, so. don't, I don't.
0: Honestly, I don't think that anybody deserves to be victimized. No. no. It's, but that's just my opinion. That's yeah. just my opinion.
1: No, I mean, we're just now finally getting to an age... In our society where the woman's not blamed for being assaulted, so...
0: Yeah, we can blame you women for way more things than That's assault. That's true.
1: We are guilty of a lot of things.
0: Like giving us headaches, migraines, making us lose a house, um, you know, diarrhea, bad taxes, flat tires.
1: <laughs> hey, I was never convicted of slashing that man's tires. I don't care what you say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've never done that. But... um, no, exactly, so it's like i I do agree with you though, I do think he had more victims. I just don't believe that they were ever reported
0: no yeah, that yeah the, I agree. and these
1: ones that were reported are not of um ethnic, you know, I mean, yeah, you have okay, don't get me wrong, do not hate me for saying this, but back in that day, nobody liked the Irish either, no exactly, you know, so a lot of his you know victims were Irish as well, you can tell, and um. I think that these were only reported because their parents might have had something in society, but yeah.
0: Is that all you got for this? That's peckerhead? all
1: I got for this freakazoid.
0: All right, remember, you can send me hate mail because people,
1: you always get it
0: because people just hate me. I don't know why. Is this was it something I said? <laughs> I just—it's a mystery. Call Scooby Doo. <laughs>
1: No mystery. Just rewind five seconds.
0: <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't Learn for those for pesky kids children. And that damn dog.
1: <laughs> pesky teenagers.
0: You can send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, what I, I think that's all I want to say about that. This show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will catch you boys, girls, and serial killers. Later. Later, because remember, we can't stop you from killing. We can only help you be a better killer.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God, shut up. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.